Sony. Hello, Canada. Today's date is August 24th, 2023. This is Tony in Saskatchewan, and this is another Canadian common sense rant. Wow, that was really counterproductive, now wasn't it? So the government and cabinet had a retreat in PEI, and, well, so they claimed they were going to address affordability and the housing crisis. And what did they come away with? Oh, <laughs> nothing. They came away with nothing. So we, the taxpayers, spent who knows how much money to house all these clowns in uh, PEI for a, a, an extended weekend, essentially. I know it was midweek, but still. We uh, put them up so they could get together and do some brainstorming to help Canadians out and maybe do something about the housing crunch. What did we get? Well, Sean Fraser said, well, maybe, maybe it's time to put a limit on the number of international students we take in. Okay. Well, that's a, a start, I guess, because currently there is no cap whatsoever. We have about 800,000 of them now. And that's not necessarily such a bad thing because they actually pay pretty good money to come study in Canadian universities. And they typically aren't looking for the same apartments that the young families are looking for. They're usually quite happy just to get a, a bedroom in someone's house or a basement suite that a few of them can share. So they're not really the problem when it comes to housing. Um, yes, they do tend to be a bit of a problem when it comes to, well, food bank usage. I don't know if you've seen those videos on YouTube about how to get free food in Canada. And yeah, these international students, mostly from India, because that's where I think 20% of our immigrants come from. So, and certainly a lot of international students. And they have videos on YouTube saying, here, here's how you get free food in Canada. Go to food banks. That's not exactly what it was designed for. But anyway, I digress. So Sean Fraser suggested international students. Well, that's not really going to get more houses built, Mr. Fraser. Um, cutting back on the number of international students doesn't free up a whole ton of vacancies in the rental market either. Just saying. And there was talk about, oh, well, there's going to be a pharmacare plan coming this fall. Well, there is. Well, we costed that out for you a couple of years ago. Well, we didn't do it. We reported on the costing of it. $15 billion just to set up a pharmacare plan. Well, that's not going to do a lot for affordability. But see, there's the problem. All this government knows how to do is write checks. And you hear them talking, oh, we've got to be fiscally responsible. And then they just write more checks. And then Anita Anand says, oh, we need to save $15 billion over five years. That's $3 billion a year. When they're spending $400 billion, three is a rounding error. If they can't find $3 billion a year that hasn't already been spent, which is actually quite easy to do, then they're even dumber than I thought. And I really think that they're dumb. So take that for what you will. But let's go back to the housing situation. So you've got a bunch of people in the cabinet, 41% of the people in that cabinet, by the way, just happen to be landlords. Isn't that an interesting statistic? And 
Anyway, so when almost half your cabinet are landlords benefiting from a housing crunch because they're able to jack their rents up as high as they want, then how much motivation do they have to try to get more supply in the market to bring those prices down? Probably not a lot. Maybe that's why we didn't really see anything get done this weekend. But what I have seen, and this shook me in my own neighborhood, was, well, I saw a dude living in his car, and that's not necessarily abnormal these days, but it was a fairly new car. And of course I had to ask the guy because, well, hey, I got a podcast. I, I do tend to try to get in touch with the issues. So I uh, just had to ask him a few questions and guys working a full-time job just can't afford to have an apartment to live in or a house or a basement or whatever. And well, I got two young boys in my house having the same problem. Um, the one son who's 22 is getting into a house with four other friends. And even still, they're going to be paying about 500 bucks a pop for rent, but at least he's finding himself something, I guess. But yeah, well, I was kind of dismayed when I saw a dude with all his worldly possessions in a, you know, new-ish Mazda 3, like a 2018 or 19. So it wasn't exactly an old jalopy, but uh, yeah, dude just can't find a place he can afford. And then you're hearing stories of people all across the country living in their cars and not only living in their cars, but a lot of people who live in their cars actually gather in the same parking lot at nighttime so that they can protect each other. And I thought, okay, so not only do you have people living in their cars, living in tents, they're actually becoming communities because they've all come to realize that this is not going to be a temporary thing. That's a problem, Canada. That's a big problem. And what has the government decided to do about it? Well, what they do best, nothing. Because, as we've said on this show for well over five years now, five and a half years we've been doing this show, government can't do anything right. Government sucks at everything. And I guess maybe it's a good thing that they didn't come up with any kind of affordable housing strategy over this cabinet retreat. Because all it would have involved would be writing more checks. And we did hear Justin Trudeau talk about that. Oh, yes, the uh, the grocery rebate. Ooh, that 400 bucks should be able to buy six months worth of groceries, right? Oh, no. It might actually get you one month if you're maybe a, just a couple or a single. And, oh, they talk about all these affordability measures they've got in place. Oh, yes, the increased childcare benefit. Except for those people who don't have children or whose children are grown up, you guys can just suffer equally with everybody else. This government just can't do anything right. And again, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it would be an even better thing if they said, you know what, we're going to start cutting red tape at the federal level and we're going to encourage provinces and municipalities to do the very same thing. But no, no. They didn't do that. I mean, what they did do is hire 90,000 bureaucrats uh, since Justin Trudeau has been in power. We've got, well, one third of Canadians actually work for government at one level or another, which is a ridiculously high number. But no matter how many bureaucrats you, you hire in Ottawa, 
Well, they don't get any houses built. What we actually need to get houses built is not more immigrants, Sean Fraser, and even, even suggesting that we need to get a higher number of immigrants so we can get construction workers. Well, here's a fun fact. I believe the number was 4% of immigrants actually work in construction trades. So if we bring in a million more, we'll get another 40,000 construction workers. Um, you know, we've actually lost 55,000 construction jobs in the last two months, right? Because builders are looking, saying, um, yeah, we're not really sure if people can buy homes with interest rates going up and inflation and cost of living and everything else. So we're just actually going to slow down on building houses. And I think Lewis quoted the stat that 22% of builders of or 22% of projects have been canceled by builders because they don't know if there'll be anybody to buy those homes and they don't want to have to sit on those assets, paying interest on all the, all the costs going in. We have a problem, Canada. We have a big problem. And the people we have charged with solving that problem have decided to whistle past the graveyard and say, no, no, housing is not a federal responsibility. You know, it, it's not on us. It, 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 it's those other kids. I remember Beavis and Butthead? Oh, no, Mr. Anderson, it, it, it was other kids. Well, that that's Justin Trudeau now. And you know he's Butthead, by the way. Um, yeah, it's it, it's other kids. It, it, well, it's not us. Oh, oh look over there. Uh, look at those arsonists in the Conservative Party. And if you haven't heard that one yet, check out Catherine McKenna tweeting calling conservatives arsonists. Yes, it's real. We've really, really, really got to look at who it is we choose to represent us, Canada, because right now we are being so ill-served by this government that working Canadians are living in their cars. Working Canadians living in tents. Working Canadians lucky enough to have friends and family are couch surfing because they can't find nor afford a place to live. We build the fewest houses in the G7. We build fewer, we built fewer houses in 2022 as a country of 40 million, or I guess it was 39 million last year, than we built in 1972 when we were a country of 22 million. Let that one sink in. This government just can't get anything right. So how about get the hell out of the way and let the private sector build some homes so we can actually put some Canadians to bed at night?